Welcome back to the second edition of the Energize Six Nations special. Barry, how are you doing? I'm feeling very special right now, man. How are you? On this lovely, cold, wet night in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. So, obviously, week one did not go to plan. Sure it didn't, Barry. It didn't. Not only was I disappointed for the Irish fans, for the people that followed the show, but I was disappointed for you for being at the stadium as well. Yeah, you know what? There was a weird feeling in the arena that uh, Ireland weren't going to get the job done. When I got in there, I didn't. I wasn't like buzzing. I was like, "Oh, the smell of upset in here." Well, were you, you know what I mean? Were you nervous, or did you feel oh. like you were probably like overconfident? I wasn't nervous. Now I don't know whether it's because I had two or three points before I got in there, <laughs> but I wasn't nervous. But I just felt like, you know, when we went to play New Zealand, I was like, "I think we're going to do it." Yeah. When we were for this game, I was like, "I actually don't think we're going to win." If that makes sense. Do you think it's because we're, we're going in as favourites? Because obviously beforehand, I said that we'd win by 12, which we actually lost by 12, and you said we'd win by 10. Um, I think I just expected a better performance. Um, obviously, I ex- expected Rob Henshaw to put in a Rob Kearney-esque performance. Yeah. And obviously, like that's a lot to ask for. Like Rob Kearney's just like a specialist fullback. He's played fullback for like so, so long that like you almost... Forget how good he actually is at fullback. Yeah. You almost think like, I have a sure anyone can go in there. And yeah, it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, but the thing is with Henshaw, he when he grew up, he like he played a fullback as well. Yeah. I think we were almost we almost just believed that Ireland were going to be better than they were. Because when you look at the starting lineup, I know it had star studded names, but sometimes it's what round round holes in square no square pegs and rounds in round circles like sometimes they just they don't click yeah like it was like yeah. the it was like the Galacticos or El Madrid they had too many star names but sometimes you need a Thomas Gravson in, in there in the field you know yeah, yeah. dirty work no I, I, I do agree with you look the, the team on paper looked great but England came out all guns blazed and scored tried in the first two minutes yeah uh, first they did have some massive mental luck and it made the scoreline look a lot worse than it was Uh like the ball that kicked in through, like the ball bounced badly for Stockdale, and he dropped it. He could have easily caught that. That and would have got that try. That was the thing. That was the thing. Like, did, were you able to see that in highlights and yeah. Sort of yeah. Okay. No, because when I was watching the game, when that happened, I was like, stuff like that happens to the teams that lose. Yeah. You never get that. Do you, do you, the worst thing about that was that doesn't happen. Then you come back and win. No, man. No. Because even at half time, oh, you see, I did want to ring you. First of all, there's no signal in that stadium. Yeah. But I did want to be like. Man, this isn't looking good because you don't want to, you don't yeah. want to jinx it. But what happened was when that ball bounced in the air, he was concentrating on grabbing it first before making his decision what he's going to do next. Like don't sh- don't shut away. Sometimes some footballers are like he almost should like just punch that dead. Yeah, you know should, yeah, you should have punched it. The problem is sometimes with footballers, they they they're almost they are uh, they're already thinking about what their celebration is going to be before yeah. they put the ball in the back of the net. The problem with Stockdale there was he was uh, he was like right, I'm going to grab it first, then I'll make my mind up. But like that shows the inexperience as well. That's only his first. This is his second season playing for Ireland. He said it today in an interview on TV. He was saying that he's like he's still brand new to the game. Whereas you look at Kearney. Kearney's been there for God knows how long, over ten years probably. Yeah. They also had a try in the second half where um, there was a forward pass, and then I'm I'm still like ninety percent sure your man was offside when they chipped the ball over the top. Yeah. Uh, and they did yeah. the video ref and everything, and the video ref's like, "Nah, that's grand." And I was like. I just watched it and it didn't look grand. To be honest, when I was watching it as well, it was sort of like 
centimeters in like it yeah. wasn't so obvious that like obviously i was like oh sorry no sorry but if it had been the shoe on the other foot if it had been ireland you probably would have been like here look it was fair you know what i mean and ireland we're, yeah. we're almost in fairness they didn't deserve to win the game england definitely deserved to win the game i think that's all that matters we're not here thing. sitting there going you know what we were robbed we yeah. weren't robbed england were better they were uh, better yeah, even the even looking at the last try the, the great thing about England there, right, they... I don't know what they have for breakfast, but... Or they were very aggressive. They were very Straight aggressive. Straight at the blocks. Their line, their back line was on top of Ireland so yeah. quick every time. And I couldn't believe how good they were. I was like, geez, this England team looked like they want to win a World Cup, yeah. let alone the Grand Slam. Yeah, exactly. And the last two times England won the Six Nations, I'm pretty sure it was in, in World Cup years, or won the Grand Slam. It was in World Cup years. Yeah. Yeah, so... England know how to get it done in the World Cup years. Well, as you said in the last show, the Vina Polar brothers are back. Yeah. Um, Farrell was unbelievable again. Yeah. Um, it, it was, Tulangi was good as well. Tulangi and there were... The, and then, were, like, the back three, Noel, May and Elliot, they were all brilliant. Who uh, is, is it Sinclair? Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, I think that was the first time that those five, Sinclair... Farrell, the Vina Polar brothers, and Tuolagi all played together since 2013. I think was said, and it really goes to show those. Oh, sorry, and sorry, not Sinclair, Atoji. Oh yeah, and th- those are five world class players. They may not play world class all the time, but five out of fifteen is a third year team, and yeah. if they're on form like they were, and Henry Slade was brilliant in the centre as well. I was a bit like, yeah. not too sure what he's going to be like in that centre because he hasn't played in the centre that much for England, but he was brilliant. He scored a try as well, yeah. and, and even, that was another like gaping Irish mistake. And even Curry was all over Sexton that game. Yeah. Sexton looked like it wasn't Sexton, you know? Yeah, he, he was spooked. France, yeah, but the, the England England were so aggressive in their defence that it just worked out for them. They played absolutely brilliantly. Like, that England team looks like they could give New Zealand a run for money. Yeah. It's to play that way. The Ireland team didn't look like they could give England... I mean, give New Zealand the proper game. Uh, even looking at the subs, Ross, as well, I was like, right, we're going to have to change something. England looked like they made the better substitutions. Ireland, like, took off Furlong and Keane Healy and changed, basically changed the front row. I know they brought Sean O'Brien off as well, but England looked like they made better substitutions as well in better positions. That's just from my point of view. Did do you agree? Oh, I thought they were a bit slow to bring on Sean Cronin because uh, he came on and... Pretty sure, no, he offloaded the ball to John Cooney to score a try. Uh, like, Cooney came on for Murray and I was a bit like... I know Cooney scored a try, but yeah. it's a bit like, why is Conor Murray coming off? Yeah. Uh, I thought Carberry maybe could have come on earlier. Just to like get a new fella in and pull the strings and see if he can do something different. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just one of those things where, look, I don't think there was any change Ireland could have made that would have made the game go more so our way. Do you, do you think we didn't have a proper plan B? Uh, well, it didn't look like it did, but I don't think England would have allowed us to have a plan B. No. I, was, I, was, I just couldn't believe how good England were. They were, yeah. they were they were basically played like Ireland. Yeah, they did, yeah. They well, did. It, was, it was very impressive. Uh, Joe Schmidt said today on the radio that uh, it Ireland are only coming out of that slump from that loss today. It seemed like today. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. So that's obviously dragged on a week. Uh, what do you think of that? Do you think that's like a negative thing that they let it seep in for so long, but now they seem to flip it? Or do you think they should have been like, Let's, let's forget that game lads And get going again I, I think because it was England Because it was at home And because the Aviva's been Such a fortress uh, It's very hard for Ireland to just like Let that slip You know what I mean Exactly That's the first time Ireland, Ireland have lost at home In the Six Nations In six years as well Yeah Like you know what I mean It doesn't happen very often uh, were, were they even playing The Aviva six years ago uh, um, They could have been Playing somewhere else I'm not too sure Well I don't know Well that was what was said But also I sent, I sent on a stat That Ireland In the last 20 games When they've gone in A half time behind 
they haven't won. They haven't won. Now, yeah. bear in mind, the teams they're playing are top of the range, but uh, that's a weird stat, isn't it? Yeah, but like, it doesn't. It just sort of goes to show if Ireland are losing half time, they don't come back. You know what I mean? Which is not great. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. That doesn't make me. That's not a stat that I feel very confident about. It's. It's not really, but. Uh, the thing is, like, remember Messi never scored mm. against uh, any English teams, and then yeah. uh, then he got his goal. Yeah. So hopefully, well, the thing is, you're better off going in a halftime winning rather yeah. than losing. But uh, we actually put a competition out that day, well, the day before, asking who do you think Ireland's first try score will be, and I went to Ross Darby over in Turks and Caicos Island. Yeah, sporting the lads from halfway <laughs> across the world. What a man! What a shout yeah. out! Proper church with the try. Fair play to him. Yeah. So I suppose... You said he, you said he was enjoying the rugby shows as well. So if you're enjoying the rugby shows, make sure to give us a like. Make sure to give us a shout out on Instagram. And uh, always say Koi Big on the Irish page. But uh, this weekend, we're actually flying over to Edinburgh. Right now, we're in the, the rainiest of rain in Dublin right now. Yeah. We're heading over to Edinburgh. Uh, Ross, first of all, are you packed? And are you looking forward to going? I'm absolutely pa- not packed. Uh, I haven't told you this yet, <laughs> but I actually can't find my passport. And I'm not going to have it. But we're flying with Aer Lingus, so they don't need a passport. So it's actually grand. All I need is my driver's license. If we're flying it with Ryanair, I wouldn't need it. Isn't that mad? Actually? Yeah. So you can have your driver's license? Well, only because we're flying Aer Lingus. I'm going to say this to you now. Make sure you bring that Irish flag, right? You. <laughs> I have it. Every pa- that's the only thing I'm, I'm like, right, that's packed. Uh, <laughs> okay, if you don't bring anything else, you can wear it as a kilt. Yeah, <laughs> it's grand. But uh, no, other than that, I'm not packed. But I'm really looking forward to going to... Uh, I know a few, one of the lads from work is going as well, a few of his mates. So we're going to know the Irish takeover of Edinburgh. Actually, looking forward to it. Are you actually looking forward to going, eh? Yeah, I actually am, yeah. I'm like nervous but excited. Yeah, it should I be think, a cool crack. I think that's what I said in the last fighting show. I was like, I was like, I had so much anxiety because I'm like, it's like, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. Supposedly that's sold out, by the way, 10,000 tickets. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll discuss that in the next MMA show. But this weekend, yes, we were playing uh, we we're playing Scotland in Murrayfield. Uh, by the way, do you know the stadium holds seventy thousand people? Yeah, it's one of the biggest stadiums in Europe. How many Irish people are you expecting to go over? By the way, fifteen thousand. I think that seems like a good good amount. Yeah, and also yeah. if you see us holding the Energize Ireland flag, make sure to take a screenshot and uh, let us know as well. Yeah. But uh, Ross, last year we beat Scotland in the Six Nations in Dublin and we beat them 28-8 and it was quite convincing. Uh, Jacob Scott Stockdale got two tries and uh, Scotland only got one try by Kinghorn. Kinghorn actually got a hat-trick over the weekend against Italy and he's actually dropped for this game. But uh, it was 28-8 last time in Ireland. What are you sort of expecting this time away from home? Cubs, if you didn't know this, Scotland haven't lost in the Six Nations in three years at home. And last time we played them in Murrayfield, we lost. Remember that? You're made hog with all the tries for the lads. Yeah, uh, look, I, I expect Ireland to have a bit of bounce back ability here. Uh, after seeing the team line up for Ireland, uh, look, I think it's an impressive uh, starting lineup. Uh, keeping the same from row, uh, obviously, Queen Rue was coming in in the second yeah. row was to play alongside. Um, Ryan. Ryan, James Ryan, uh, O'Mahony's there. Conan's in late. Sean O'Brien's in seven. Like that's that's a very big physical ball, ball carrying back row. Yeah. Uh, um, supposedly Quinn Rue's going to be calling the lineouts with Peter O'Mahony because Devon Toner's not playing. Is yeah. that is that a is that a huge problem? Do you think? Because obviously you're a, you're a notorious substitute forward back in the day. You know. Uh, no, <laughs> I do Like obviously Devon Toner's probably the best lineout caller in the team. I, like it's like probably his main objective in any in any side, but. I, I think, look, Peter Armani does it for Munster. Quinn Roo, uh, I, I'm not too sure whether he does it for Connacht or not. I assume he does. Uh, so, I assume, you know, they have a whole week to, report, uh, to prepare Rory Best. I'm sure the guys can get it done. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Josh Vangefeer, I suppose, yeah, most people said 
he had a very good game last week, and now he's straight out of the side as well. Well, he's uh, on the bench, so he's not no, completely he, out of the side altogether. Yeah, he's, so yeah, it's not a Henshaw style, but um, yeah. I well, look, I do think Sean O'Brien brings a different aspect of the team than Van der Fair does. O'Brien brings a more physical aspect to the game, and obviously that's what Ireland are looking at. I think because we were physically dominated by England in the last game, yeah. they have O'Brien there to come in and get that done. That's um, a tank. Also, you have Chris Farrell coming in at centre, which is great to see. Look, last year in the Six Nations, he played one game, he was man of the match, and he got injured. Yeah, so, against Wales. Yeah. yeah, so I'm happy to have Chris Farrell in there with Bundy. That's a big physical centre midfield as well. And yeah. then Rob Carney back at fullback, saves houses. I actually think this team is actually would have been a better team to beat England than the team that we played. In hindsight, obviously, yeah. yeah but uh, it, it goes to show us that Ringrose and Henshaw aren't as big and as physical as... Well, Farrell, first of all, and then obviously Rob Kearney is just a different type yeah, of man. Yeah, well, Rob you know? Kearney's safe as house at the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't think Henshaw was terrible at fullback. I just think positionally, sometimes he wasn't in the perfect spot, as opposed to like Kearney's always in the perfect spot. Yeah. And I thought a few balls bounced that Kearney wouldn't have let bounce. Yeah, it's just, uh, do you know what? Remember we said it last week, we felt like England were going to attack. Yeah. Henshaw and uh, sure enough, that was obviously the game plan like, as well. And they attacked the like, Royals as well. Put it this way when the ball was chipped over, for Stockdale and he didn't catch it like I feel like he, like if Carney was there he might have been there to catch that ball you know what I mean I know Car- yeah that was the thing the, yeah. we, we never really caught the high balls yeah. and once the ball doesn't really bounce your way like we all know That's what happens sick. really yeah but uh, the Scotland team we have a look at it now first of all they're coming in after a 33-20 win over Italy um, they actually dominated Italy if no one watched this game and then Italy got three tries in the last 10 minutes so I don't think Scotland would be flying like won't be on a high as much as you would have believed. Uh, I think that's a typical Scotland thing, though. Uh, they they sort of in the last ten minutes they sort of fade away, especially against a side like Italy. So yeah. they're they're used to doing that. But uh, can, can I just ask you, why do you think that uh, Kinghorn? What a name, by the way. Why do you think after scoring a hat trick last week, they're after putting him on the bench? I've absolutely no idea why they do that. Is, is, is Sean Whiteland? Is he like that much better? That oh well, like, he he be have a lot of caps. So like he'd be very much so used to being into in in the team. So uh, well, first of all, who, who, who's the main man we should look out for here? Because uh, I suppose Finn Russell is one of the main men that could dominate the game. For and, me, uh, it's all about Finn Russell and Stuart Hogg. They they like run the show in that back line. Stuart Hogg, when you kick him that ball, he's absolutely electric. Uh, Tommy Seymour is a great finisher on the one one wing. Uh, to be honest, I don't know why Sean Maitland's back in uh, for Kinghorn. I would have definitely started anyone who ever scored a hat trick yeah. uh, the next game. Uh, but like first name on the team sheet. Um, um, you actually, let me see if you remember the stat. Johnny Gray. Do you have a, you? Uh, you definitely oh, know a story I, about I, him. I, I think I think it was something like 123 <laughs> tackles in the Six Nations last year. Last year attempted 123 tackles made. That fella makes more tackles than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. He's an absolute tackle machine. And he makes a hundred percent of his tackles yeah. all the time. He makes he makes more tackles in in one season than I do have hot dinners. But uh, is there anything else in that in that in the fours that we should be looking out for as well? Because like this is your specialty, Ross. You know what I mean? Uh, well, like first, Johnny Gray. First of all, absolute tackle, machi- how, tackle how, machine. How tall is he? Like six foot eight or nine? Yeah, he's like he also weighs like one hundred and thirty kilos. Uh, I think their back row are going to be more looking to win the ball on the deck as opposed to the physical carriers that Ireland are going to have, but. I think the Irish pack is definitely better and definitely better in the front row as well. Uh, if you just take the club sides as of late in terms of the Scottish and the Irish club sides, obviously the Irish club sides are like dominating in Europe and the Scottish sides are not doing as well. I thought the Scottish sides qualified into the next round. Yeah, but like not as 
easily yeah. as the Irish sides as in like you look at Munster and Leinster and like they're favourites for the tournament I mean in that sort of, sort of terms no I get you, I uh, get you yeah. Yeah. and then like oh, I'm just all excited to see how the backs play out to be honest <laughs> yeah it's, it's just more so like I want to see Hogg I want to see Hogg's uh, dangerous Russell, and I want to see Leila but like Hogg's sort of weirdly excitingly dangerous that you don't actually mind how dangerous he is because you're entertained by him yeah. if that makes sense champagne rugby as yeah. one person once said uh, this is like let's call it spade a spade. This isn't going to be easy. And no. uh, it would be. I can't believe like. See the thing is, when you go to a home game and you lose, you're like, it's not that far to go home and then drown your sorrows. But we're going to be over in the in the heart of Scotland. Yeah. Oh no. But it's, it's going to be absolutely epic. But in fairness, there's no other fans I'd rather be there with than the Scottish fans. If I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, supposed to go crack. Yeah, we're meant to be meeting uh, Jay Dowski. Yeah, we'll see him over there. And see him over there. First round's on you, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're also going to the Irish on the twenties game on Friday night, and uh, we're obviously going to this game as well. And then Ross wants to go to uh, the Three Sisters as well. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we'll see what we can fit in. Yeah, we're flying over with Ron O'Leary, Mark Hanrahan, Dave McGinn, and Jamie Carton as well. So there's going to be a squad of us as well. So if they want to take out six of the Fords, they can bring five of you lads on and then put, leave me on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Barry, what's the prediction for the game? Last time I predicted 12 points for Ireland and we lost with 12 points. So this time I'm going to predict 8 points for Ireland. So hopefully... Okay. That, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm going to say Ireland by 5 just because it's going to be tough to beat them over there. And like we, like you say, there are forces over there. Who else is on this weekend? Okay, yeah. So obviously last weekend, France... Ross, you were right there. Uh, Wales beat France in France. Uh, obviously Ireland disappointing lost to England and uh, Scotland beat Italy but this weekend kicking off the Six Nations it's Scotland versus Ireland that's on a quarter past two that's the first game then the second game is Italy versus Wales that's at a quarter to five and then on Sunday England are taking on France so Ross we're going for an Ireland win again yeah then a, then a Wales win <laughs> then a Wales win yeah. and an England win at home an England win at home as well yeah uh, the Six Nations does not return again for another two weeks uh, that's Saturday the 23rd that's actually the same night as Bellator Dublin so France are taking on Scotland Wales are taking on England and Italy will be taking on Ireland and we'll on the be doing, Sunday and we'll be doing a specialty on that and also next week we'll have the whole recap of ourselves over in Scotland and we'll tell you how much haggis we eat how many kills we wear and how many points we drink so guys thanks a million for listening Six Nations Rugby Energised Special so guys as always stay, stay energised, energized.